Welcome to Conservation Sound. About three episodes in one. Different format. It's about conservation, so it makes sense that it should evolve. That was always part of the plan. But the plan, yeah, well, it's changed. After this episode, basically going to call it a day for at least a year. Because I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be going off to university doing a master's in conservation science. So really relating to the podcast, but wow. I've never really had the dedication to edit audio and to find people and to make stuff really good. And when I moved on from doing radio, uh, I decided I should not do radio by myself again. And with this project, I was doing it by myself, so it wasn't going to work. But enough of that. What I'm going to do is compress a few episodes into one, give you a taste of what was going to be lined up, but I never really got around to, for the next few episodes. So mostly I'm going to be talking about radio. And uh, first, Scott Carrier. His podcast is called Home of the Brave. Back in the 1980s, he made a piece called Running After Antelope. Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. So I was sitting in Art Silverman's office at NPR in 1984, and in walks the science editor for All Things Considered. Art says, hey, Scott, you have an idea for a science story? Tell her your idea. So I say, my brother's working on his master's degree in biology, and he has a theory that human beings evolved as endurance predators, able to hunt big game without weapons by running them down in the heat of the day. We're going to Wyoming this summer to test this theory by trying to run down some pronghorn antelope. As I was delivering this brief pitch, I watched the science editor go cross-eyed, and then she stopped breathing, and when I was done, she walked out of Art's office without saying a word. It just didn't go well. Luckily, I didn't need her approval to do the story. I already had a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. Yes, arts money to make a science story. Those really were the good old days. The story eventually... Homebravepodcast.org, I think, is the website. You'll find that there. Definitely listen to it. It really is relevant for conservationists because it's about how other people outside conservation but who are in related fields and who are educated and like the great outdoors. It's about how they interact with animals and what the, the natural world means to them in some ways and how humans and uh, the interface, I suppose. Got to be a better word than interface. Uh, that kind of applies to Radiolab as well, and you already know that if you're a podcast listener. Um, I think they went off the boil for a while, but this summer they've rediscovered sound, and they do have episodes that relate to conservation from that perspective of people who are educated and probably liberal-minded and who love the great outdoors and going camping and whatnot, but possibly have a sort of a clipped view of what conservation is, right? They're not conservation professionals. And it is very useful, I think, for us to hear that perspective as well. So take your pick out of the Radio Lab catalogue. Perspectives, another great one. Not prime time, but national radio show in Scotland on BBC Radio Scotland every Saturday morning from six thirty to eight, out of doors. Uh, it's got uh, charming presenters talking about stuff from every side: farmers, land rights, uh, conservation projects, you know, golden eagles, and kayaking with the, with an orchestra, as they say, and 
bad jokes as well and the whole thing is really charming and endearing and interesting and brilliant to hear something that goes so so broad brush right with what nature and wildlife means to all sorts of different people. No, but criticising the schemes as they stand isn't going to help. Surely they should be working with partners like us to encourage the government to actually, you know, reward environmental goods properly. Duncan Orr Ewing of RSPB Scotland. I would be keen to hear your views on this. Do you think farmers should be obliged to farm in a greener way? Or do you think they're being asked too much with little reward? Don't rightly know is the honest answer. I mean, right now you get the feeling that both sides are talking at one another rather than with one another, you know, and it's, it's obviously very, very complicated. You've got the farmers, you've got the conservation bodies, you've got, you know, the, the UK government, the Scottish government, the European government, etc. And it, it's getting everybody talking the same language. 0500 Email outofdoors at bbc.co.uk. Text 80295 or tweet at BBC Out of Doors. You're listening to Out of Doors Live here on BBC Radio Scotland. I'm Mark Stephen. Uh, she's Helen Needham. Recently, a group of Romanian farmers visited Comrades, part of a three-way Erasmus exchange between villagers in Romania, Scotland and Slovenia. Now, this next piece kind of fits perfectly into the kind of discussion we've already been having this morning. In Romania, agriculture is very, very different. It's small-scale and they also operate within a hugely diverse natural environment. They've got bears, they've got wolves, lynx, all sorts of other mammals and birds of prey sharing their land. Helen Needham, herself, not long back from Transylvania, which you enjoyed. Very much. Uh, caught up with a group fresh from foraging in the Perthshire Hills. It being a national radio show on a Saturday morning, it's broad appeal, it's not art. Uh, there are more creative ways of dealing with things. An example of that is Chris Brooks has a great programme called Running the Goat. You'll find a few versions of it online. Battery Radio is his company that produced it. Batteryradio.com And Running the Goat, if you're interested in marine, you must listen to this. Um, and even if you're not, if you're just interested in conservation in general, it, it's the perspectives in there that are fantastic, that are fresh, I suppose, for conservationists, important for conservationists, but, okay, important, dangerous word. It's beautiful. It's really beautifully crafted. It uses the medium of audio and broadcast radio really, really well. the time you leave the harbour, okay. then... Uh, and when you, you start, and you always try to keep it tight, keep the elbows together and keep it tight, like the smaller the better, like the tighter circle you have. So the music starts and you circle round. The first place you'll come to is uh, what we call the chapel ground. Mm -hmm. That's the first piece of ground. How do you know when you're on chapel? I mean, well, to, to me, it's, well, just, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just the surface of the water. How do you yeah, know? I know when I'm on the chapel ground, well, you go out with the chapel lined up, you know, the, the GRC church, right? and you go out with that lined up. It's always to the left, things always go to the left. And then up on Watch Hill here, right. it's two hills comes together, you know. And then it's circle round, circle back. When you bring them two hills together and the chapel lined up, you're on the chapel round. Huh? And then you dance on the spot, just do a little step dance on the spot. Yeah, and you got about uh, 
15 fathom of water there. That's the knob of ground, eh? I mean, that's where the fish hang around, these knobs, eh? Swing your partner, circle around and, and back. So if you don't know the marks, you're... If you don't know the marks, sir, you're not gonna... You're not gonna do nothing with it, no. Then there's a spin and a circle after each move. And each man, the men take their uh, partner by the arm and just swing around. Like I was saying, mostly radio today, uh, off track from the ABC in Australia. Um, this takes one topic and interviews different people, always in the field, about that topic. And it's rural affairs, it's agriculture, it's conservation, it's an individual animal, it's a place. So the broad brush, uh, but it's, you know, again, it's a personable, amiable presenter, you get to know the host. And it shows you themes that have a different starting point. Traditional conservationist, farmer, fisherman. Uh, I love this one with the guys fishing in Sydney. You might think of it as tangential to uh, conservation. Pause there because a grey squirrel ran up to me and I held the mic down to him. You gonna come back? Yeah, no food for you, bud. Um, I love the one about fishing in Sydney, for instance. listening to Off Track on RN. I'm Anne Jones. In between the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the city, there's a concrete space over the water. It's the edge of an old double-decker finger wharf and it juts out into the dark, deep water of Sydney Harbour. The other wharves here in Walsh Bay have been repurposed into cultural hubs and expensive luxury apartments, but this one is still public access. This one is wharf number two, and it's 10pm on a Saturday night. Who goes fishing at 10pm on a Saturday night? What channel are you from? I'm from uh, Radio National. National? Yeah, do you, do you know that one? No. It's, um... We make radio documentaries and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My name's, uh, Tony. Tony, it's really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. What are you doing there? I'm trying to set up the, the hooks together, um, put the bait on it, and fix the poppy, it's too big. And then I'm going to chuck it in the water, maybe I'll catch a big fish. What sort of fish do you normally get here? Oh, kingfish, jewfish, any fish you can get in the water. I've been fishing the rest of my life. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't. So why do you come fishing so much? Relax me. Does get out of home, no headaches. Relax the mind. Got nothing to, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I do. What do you think it is that makes it so relaxing? Uh, forget anything. 
see the beach, have fun. You know what I mean? Peace and quiet. And when you take fish home, what do your family say? Nothing. No. They love it. I don't eat it. I cook it for them. Wait a second. You come fishing all the time, yeah. but you don't eat the fish? No. I don't eat the fish. <laughs> Why is that? I'll give it to my family. I'll give it to my friends like that. Better. Yeah. you got to share the love around. You have to share the love around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever tried other sorts of fishing, like yeah, surf on fishing? and on the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Really bad on the rocks. Yeah. About, say about 12 years ago, me and my cousin went down to Palm Beach, down to Wild Beach. There are two Chinese people. The big big waves were big waves. Them two guys got killed. All right. They're going on the rocks. And that point, that, that down there, a lot of people got killed. So did you see that happen? Yes. Oh, oh yes. And have, oh. have you ever had any close calls? I have close calls. I have a big wave coming over my head. I saved myself. How did you do that? I saw the chain on the rocks. I hold myself real tight. And I got all soaking wet. I know how I'll do it. I've been through it for a long time. You have to be smart how you do on the rocks. Yeah. And and what about here? Um, what here? Are, what are the challenges of fishing here? Here it's all right. It's peace and quiet. Yeah. Well, it sort of isn't. It sort of isn't because all these party boats make a lot of racket, don't they? They do. They do. They do. They have fun. I'll tell you that. They have real fun. Yeah. Does the wake, you know, the big waves that they make, does that affect the fishing, do no, you think? it does make affect the fish. All right? It scares the fish off. With a big fish, they don't scare off nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're only after the big ones, I'm yeah, taking after it. after the big ones. <laughs> the small ones, I chuck them back out. I don't need them. Yeah. yeah. I've got that 80-pound line. All right? That's heavy. Check it out off track on ABC Radio Australia. I've uh, come across a couple of people and things like this. Uh, Some I spoke to at a conference. Uh, Laura Williamson from the University of Aberdeen is doing an acoustic study of porpoises. This is more on the science end. But you know what I love about this? She's using things called sea pods, which uh, record dolphin, specifically record dolphin and porpoise activity. And uh, the way she processes the data is she gets a text file. These sea pods, they don't actually record the audio. They process the audio out at sea, and you go and you swap the flashcard, and you get a tiny little, uh, tiny little text file of when sounds were heard. And it decides whether it's a porpoise uh, or a, you know, a local one or a reflection or a direct or whatever. The device has done all that for you already. And for me, there's something also very exciting, and genuinely exciting, <laughs> about the idea of using sound in nature without... <laughs> Studying it scientifically without needing to hear it at all is something quite quite curious. Uh, I didn't get a chance to interview her, but maybe at another time. I mentioned originally I wanted to have apps in this. People who are using sound and nature in apps. And uh, I got in touch with one or two. It just didn't happen. Didn't, uh, some people were reluctant to uh, be interviewed while they were still at the consumer app phase rather than being something scientists use. Um, 
I that's I clearly didn't express myself then because that was I want this to not just be about the scientists. Anyway, oh, squirrel's back. So I haven't really had much feedback on this, I have to say. But that's fine. So, thoughts then on conservation sound as it's been going for the past few months. My apologies for not having higher output. I'm just not motivated enough to do it by myself, frankly. <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, and, and my motivation will all be entirely focused on my studies of conservation science masters at Imperial College for a year. I have no idea what that'll be like. I'm, as I record this, I'm a few days away from starting, five days away from starting. Uh, I'll publish this sometime later once the term has started. So uh, thank you for listening. Keep searching around. Look for the links to the pieces I've mentioned in the text, maybe in the SoundCloud player or somewhere else like that. And uh, yeah, let me know if you have ideas about sound and conservation. <laughs>